like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual, kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. Welcome to another episode of our Sex Magic podcast series. I'm Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, and I'm going to jump right into this episode because for the past couple episodes, I've said that we're going to learn more about the chakra system. And, uh, you know, please excuse me if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. Uh, That's just I'm doing the best that I can with some of these words that I've read for years and, you know, may not pronounce everything in this episode correctly. Uh, because uh, some of the words are uh, in a language that's not native to me. Uh, For part two of our introduction to the series, I really want to start looking at the chakra system. Well, every tradition may not utilize this system. There's still much to absorb that will be useful when dealing with the type of energy work throughout sex magic. And you'll find that even if it's not spoken, uh, a lot of uh, behind the scenes, a lot of very secretive uh, occult uh, uh, organizations uh, borrow from and use the chakra system. And so it is very well established, even if you're not uh, uh, at face value, don't think that uh, it is being uh, that it is a part of your tradition. It, a lot of uh, traditions borrow from it. It may give different names to it. But uh, but you'll find it in in things like in some aspects of Christianity, actually some aspects of Satanism, uh, both left and right hand path uh, 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 occult uh, groups, um, OTO, anything Aleister Crowley based, um, a lot of Wiccanism. You can find uh, the chakra system in use. And so it, it is there, it is, it's, and it's a lot more widely spread in use than perhaps you even realize. So just give it a chance, uh, and you'll find that dealing with the energy work through sex magic, that this will be useful to know. So first off, the root chakra. Um, this is called the, uh, well, I'm not going to pronounce that word, M-U-L-A-D-H-A-R-A. The root chakra is the root of consciousness, and it is grounded in the physical world. Viewed as a vortex of red energy at the base of the spine or the perineum, it represents the consciousness of survival, focusing on physical survival and the ability to enjoy physical pleasure. Reproduction and elimination, sex and death are all associated with this root chakra. Sexuality for reproduction and pleasure, uh, rather than emotional intimacy, is the primary concern of this chakra. Uh, survival in the physical world also relates to procreation, so the reproductive system has two connections to the root chakra. 
people who are capable of maintaining their physical needs of food protection, safety, and pleasure, sorry, have a well-functioning root chakra. People who are ungrounded or escapist or who struggle when dealing with worldly concerns often have imbalances in the root chakra. Western magicians often view this chakra as being located between the feet because much of their work is done standing, while Eastern yogis perceive it at the base of the spine since their meditation is done on the floor, making contact with the ground and the root chakra. I think of the space between my feet as an extension of the center of the base of my spine. So the root chakra is traditionally associated with the earth element, but its red color also gives it some fire attributes. The next chakra is the belly chakra. Again, I'm not going to try to pronounce this its official name, but I'll spell it for you. S-V-A-D-H-I-S-T-H-A-N-A. The second level of consciousness is viewed as a vortex of orange light near the navel. That's the belly button. And it's sometimes referred as the sacral, navel, or spleen chakra. When we move past the simple need for survival, the next step is to develop trust and intimacy and connect with others. The belly chakra relates to the basic gut instinct that we have which tells us whom to trust and who to who not to trust sorry through this consciousness we learn to build a relationship with ourselves to trust ourselves and then to build relationships with others the spleen and intestines are connected to the belly chakra these organs discern what's what is nutrition and what is waste or poison the ultimate physical form of discernment water is the element of the second chakra. Next, we have the solar plexus chakra. And uh, that is, uh, its official name is spelled M-A-N-I-P-U-R-A. So the solar plexus is the power plant of the chakra system. Here, we enter the realm of consciousness dealing with power and will. Through exercising our will, we learn a great deal about uh, our relationships with others, with ourselves, with others in the world. As a yellow orb of light just below the diaphragm, this center deals with how we project our will and energy, uh, physical and psychic. Uh, when we feel unsafe, we enter the consciousness of fear. The solar plexus is associated with the adrenal glands and the fight or flight response. Power, fear, and self-image are all connected. When we feel our power sapped by others or our environment, we use our natural body language to cover the solar plexus area to shield it. This is the place uh, where we are most likely to lose energy or even take it from others. Fire is the element of the solar plexus. Next, we move up to the heart chakra. This uh, is uh, official name is A-N-A-H-A-T-A. Anahata means unstruck and refers to the unstruck sound of the heart. This level of consciousness goes beyond the survival connection 
and the power of the lower three chakras, the foundations, to the level of compassion and emotions beyond our personal needs. Uh, the heart chakra located at the sternum is viewed as green. Some people view it as green with a pink or red center. This fourth chakra acts as a bridge between the lower and the upper three chakras, grounding the experiences of both extremes through love. When you're in touch with your emotions, your heart chakra is more open and balanced. Uh, when you're blocking your emotions and your ability uh, to love is denied, then your heart chakra may be unhealthy. The gland of the heart, the thymus, rules the immune system. Uh, when we are in touch with love, we are naturally healthy and balanced. Uh, air, water, and earth, they've all been linked with this heart chakra. Next, we come to the throat chakra. Its official name is V-I-S-H-U-D-D-I. The throat chakra represents the power of communication, our ability to speak to others in the universe, but also our ability to listen and receive information. It's visualized as a blue orb of light. The throat center allows us to bring our thoughts, ideas, and intentions in for, into form and express them to others. The throat chakra is also an expression of our will. If we can't say something, we often can't make it happen. Uh, mystic, mystic traditions often talk about the power of magic words. Uh, words uh, make things happen. People with issues involving the throat, respi respiratory system, or thyroid, thyroid gland, all of which are parts of the body ruled by this chakra, have imbalances in their throat energy. The ears are also related to the throat chakra for the ability to listen as well as speak. Air and spirit are the elements of this throat chakra. Next, we move up to the brow chakra. Its official name is A-G-N-A. Uh, the brow chakra is known as the third eye. It's traditionally associated with psychic visions and powers. Although it is the center of consciousness of psychic ability, and it's visualized as purple or indigo between and above the eyes, its primary function is really vision. Even people without any apparent psychic ability have a third eye. When you dream... When you visualize or imagine, you are using your third eye. When you envision yourself in the future or receive divine visions filled with information that helps you on your path, you're using your psychic third eye. The pineal gland and lower brain are associated with the brow chakra, and water and spirit are its elements. Next, we move up to the crown chakra. Its official name is spelled S-A-H-A-S-R-A-R-A. -R -A -R -A. The crown chakra is your connection to the divine, and it's visualized as a white or violet. While the root chakra represents physical survival, and the crown, or sorry, the crown chakra is spiritual survival, giving you a sense of higher purpose and spiritual guidance. Some people feel the crown is a chakra of potential, 
not actual manifestation, since it's located at the top of the head, mostly outside of the body. But it's associated with the upper brain and the pituitary gland. Any imbalance or illness that causes a person to awaken to higher spiritual awareness is considered an issue of the crown chakra. Though some traditions ascribe the pituitary gland to the brow chakra and the pineal gland to the crown chakra, the pituitary is the master gland, so it's fitting that it's the gland of the crown chakra. Most people consider the crown chakra to be beyond any element, but the closest corollary is spirit. So let's switch gears here as I mention another really helpful book, for taking your own understanding of working with energy to a more mature level. Um, Part of BDSM is mastery. That's mastering techniques and mastering how to lead people. So if we're going to approach the topic of sex magic with mastery in mind, it might be important for us to know uh, uh, right from the beginning how we can grow. We're going to cover a lot of practical stuff in this series, but it is far from a masterclass on the topic of magic. Uh, Podcasts might not be the best format for that kind of thing. If you're looking for a masterclass on magical practice, I suggest Peter Carroll's Lieber Null, uh, which I'll post a link to as well in the description. Let's look at a few things from that work. Magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. You know, I like that definition. Let me repeat it again. Magic is the science and art of causing change to occur in conformity with will. The will can only become magically effective when the mind is focused and not interfering with the will. The mind must first discipline itself to focus its entire attention attention on some meaningless phenomenon. If if an attempt is made to focus on some form of desire, the effect is short-circuited by lust of result. Egotistical identification, fear of failure, and the reciprocal desire not to achieve desire arising from our dual nature destroy the result. So in other words, uh, in order to uh, hone in and focus your mind, uh, it's best to start by focusing on meaningless things and then move. uh, Then as you develop that skill and that technique in meaningless things, then you can move on to more meaningful things. Uh, The nature of a sexual working lends itself readily to the creation of independent orders of being. Uh, called evocation. Also in works of invocation, where the magician seeks union with some principle or being. The process can be mirrored on the physical plane. One's partner is visualized as an incarnation of the desired idea or God. Prolonged sexual excitement through inhibition of orgasm or repeated orgasmic collapse can lead to trance states useful for divination. It may be necessary to regain one's original sexuality from the mass of fantasy and association into which it mostly sinks. This is achieved by judicious use of uh, abstaining, 
and by arousing lust without any form of mental prop or fantasy. This exercise is also therapeutic. So as you can see, Lieber Newell uh, from Peter Carroll, uh, uh, which is um, based on a mystic tradition called chaos magic, uh, but is very useful. You can see it's much more of a master class on this topic. And while we're not going to draw much more in th in this series from that work, if you're looking to step beyond this series, uh, that's something that I would check out. Uh, if you want to be a very serious magician beyond just uh, just working with the sex magic exercises of this series, but delving more deeper into uh, magical workings of of any tradition, really, then Peter Carroll's Liber Null is really what I would recommend to developing your magic in or your magic abilities. And so, that's just uh, kind of something that I wanted to throw out there, uh, so that uh, if you're looking for mastery on the topic of ma magical workings, then Liber Null is going to be. Uh, a pl the place or the starting place to that mastery that I would personally recommend. And I don't personally practice chaos magic uh, uh, in and of my own, uh, but I did find Lieber Newell to really kind of help me. And the exercises that are contained in that book, there's a lot of practical exercises. I did find that it was helpful in developing my sensitivity and developing my magical ability. Um, and I, I'm still working through a lot of those things because it is a very, um, it's not something that you can really rush through. It really is a lifelong journey, uh, when you're dealing with magical practice. Uh, but I definitely, uh, given my background as a theologian, uh, and, uh, my interest in BDSM, and my life as a BDSM educator, I really like to put those two together. And sex magic uh, was definitely a topic that I wanted to cover on these podcasts. Uh, I am Primal Piggy. You can find me on Facebook at The Primal Piggy, all one word. You can also find me at Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. Uh, on Facebook at WCDT BDSM. You can also find us on YouTube. You can search me and Primal Piggy, where you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you can see uh, a, a video of me recording this podcast uh, and oftentimes looking up at my notes. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my screen is up on the wall, and so I'm often seen looking up. And uh, that's a little behind the scenes uh, for you. Uh, and uh, so if you're on YouTube, you can see me uh, at Primal Piggy. Or find me there and see and watch these podcasts, not just listen. Uh, anyways, thank you for listening on your favorite platform. Be sure to re write us a review, subscribe, do all of those types of things that help people connect with our podcast. We find it really helpful that uh, word of mouth. Uh, if you know somebody that is interested in sex magic, please pass this series on and make that suggestion. We appreciate that referral. Uh, thank you for listening today. Before you go, head on over and visit our friend Nookie 
at datingkinky.com. She's been a longtime supporter and friend of Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape, and she's built a very inclusive service that is Dating Kinky. Built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. But also check out a Plus membership. It gives you access to nine books, three online classes, and over 250 webinar replays. That's nearly 400 hours of kinky education. Plus membership is an amazing deal. You also get access to amazing features like voice and video chat. That's datingkinky.com.